So God, I just want to thank you for the privilege it is just to even be on this platform to share your word, God. God, I want to thank you that you, you want to speak to everyone here today. God, I want to thank you that no one is excluded from this word, God, that this word is for everybody. And God, I just want to say that we're hungry for you. We were hungry for what you want to do. We're hungry for your kingdom, God. We're hungry for what you want to do in our country of New Zealand. And everybody said, amen. Awesome. So before you guys take your seats, make sure you go say hi to someone. Go say hi to youth and young adults. I feel like we haven't seen you guys in ages. So go say hi to someone new that you haven't seen in a while. If you haven't seen them in a while, maybe wish them a happy new year. Merry Christmas. We're friendly here. We're friendly here. can take your seats. Take your seats. We'll chat after. So good. What I love, just hearing those testimonies and hearing... um, just everyone speak this morning, like being included and, and Jess and just the two testimonies that we heard is that I just kind of had the feeling, I was like, man, do I even need to go up there? Like, I, just, I don't really need to preach anymore. But what I love is that at camp, I remember prophesying that, that the future leaders of New Zealand or the future leaders of this church are right there at that camp. You know, the best leaders are yet to come, the best pastors are yet to come, the best teachers, the best evangelists are yet to come. And I kind of just saw that come to be just in that little testimony part. I like I, for the first time ever as a youth pastor, I feel really uncool after seeing Lucy up there. I'm just like, I, I, I just don't really have it. Um, so yeah, so the first time I'm starting to feel old. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it must be the socks. Uh, yeah. So if you see me rock up with socks like that next week, definitely wasn't because of Lucy. It was just my original idea. Uh, but yeah. We had a we had a, a cool camp. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's called Escape Camp. Um, so we we went away up north for it was from Saturday to Tuesday. It's pretty epic. Um, There's some cool ass things. We had some amazing food. Thank you for the food team. Let's give a. The food was so amazing that the guest speakers kind of wanted to take them back to Wellington. So, um, yeah. So watch watch out, guys. Um, and we had some, this epic water slide. It was amazing. It was uh, incredible because I actually got Pastor Ed to come down with me with like nine other guys. Um, perfectly safe, perfectly safe. Uh, and it was, it was just absolutely awesome. Um, we'll show you a little, little clip of it soon. We also had some tribal wars with the awesome Matthias up in the front row leading that. So we had some fun games, like all sorts of, we built like, uh, bivouacs, is that how you pronounce it, bivouacs, or something like that, we had like raft wars, which were like floaties on the water, and we're like racing around, there's some questionable kicking, um, 
if you can't tell, I'm a little bit sour about some things. Um, I'm a bit competitive, okay? Um, but yeah, blue team should have won a lot of a lot of rounds. Yeah, let's go blue. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not partial to anyone. Um, but blue team, I'm sure will win. But um, yeah, we had some dodgy kills. That's where I was. Some shifty kills. Not sure. Um, I definitely need pray, prayer for it after. So if people could pray for me after about that competitive nature, um, I would much appreciate it. But the most importantly, what we had was we had a little thing called Bro Mountain. <laughs> bro Mountain, Bro Mountain was pretty cool. So we had this thing with the lads. It was called Bro Mountain. And um, basically, one of the nights, I can't even remember what night it was, but I just remember like kind of walking through the hall and I just hear this, bro, 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 bro. And I see Esteban just running like, Aah! across the hall. And then there's like 10 guys just chanting, bro, bro, running after him. And then there's this like massive dog pile on Esteban. And then he's like, yo, I've been initiated. And like, basically there's this drawing. You'll probably see it somewhere eventually. Um, the awesome Judson. Judson, are you in the house? Yo, let's go. He's an awesome artist, and he drew up this incredible picture of a mountain with the logo Bro Mountain, and um, it's something called Treasure Forever. Um, yeah, just the bros are just something real. Um, but the most important part that I loved about camp is that we had incredible moments with God, incredible encounters with God. Um, and literally, there was probably not a single person there that didn't have some sort of significant moment with God. And and we're going to get to that in a little bit because I want to expand on this. But what our, what our theme was, it was, it was called walk in it. Walk in it. Can everyone say that? Walk in it. Awesome. You guys know how to speak. Um, <laughs> so we got this verse from, I remember me and Jess were in a meeting. We were like, yo, what's this camp going to be about? Like, let's, like, what's it going to do? Like, we we're kind of like almost like, can we flick through the Bible and like God will just point something out to us? And like, it didn't quite happen like that, but it was almost like that. And so we, we went to Isaiah 30, 21. If you guys have your Bibles with you, uh, phones or whatever, or your old manual, your manual Bible, um, which is the book. These guys haven't heard of it, so I just had to describe it. Um, Isaiah 30, 21. And basically it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And so when we were talking about this theme, we were like, like what does this mean? Because I remember me and Jess were just like, yep, that's it. This is it. This is the word that is for the youth. This is the word that is for the young adults. And what was amazing about this word is that we were, we were kind of breaking it down. We are like, like, I feel like it means purpose. Like, we need to find our calling. We need to find, like, who we are in God. And, but what I loved about what was prophesied by multiple speakers over the camp was that walking it didn't actually happen at the camp, but it actually happens when we leave camp. This verse actually doesn't happen at camp, it happens when we leave camp. And it's not the messages when we're like, yo, that's so good, that's an awesome message, but it actually starts happening now. And so what we'll we'll see is we'll see some of these young people when we're seeing, you know, tens more, like hundreds more, thousands more, because when we look at someone, we're like, you know, they're going to change their whole school. They're going to change their whole family. They're going to change their whole workplace. They're going to change their whole university. And so what I love about it is that they're going to come back and they're going to cause this kind of ripple effect based on what they've got from God over the course of that camp. And they're going to start to walk in it. And literally, we felt like 
this was just a huge move of God in our youth and young adults that was so needed. But what I want to say today is that that's just not for us. This is for you guys as well. Is that we want you guys to start walking in it as well. Is that all these, you know, amazing words that we get on Sundays, they're not just for certain people, but we need to actually apply it, activate it, and start to walk in it if we want to start seeing a change in this world, if we want to start seeing people come to God, if we want to start seeing the kingdom grow like God has called us to grow it. And so we're ex- incredibly excited because I've got a word for you guys, and I want you guys to start walking in it, and I want you guys to start breathing it. I want you guys to start talking to God about it. And um, if you have a notebook, if I know Lucy has a notebook, I'm not sure if she brought Oh, she did bring it. Awesome. So good. Um, but if you want to write a title, it's called It's Easier After the First Step. It's Easier After the First Step. I know, cool title, right? Got you hanging on the edge of your seat. I know, right? It's going to build the suspense a little bit. Joking, joking. Not joking. But it's easier after the first step. So we're talking about walking in it. And so one of the most crazy things that I like find out about camp or any amazing Sundays or, or conferences is that we hear these incredible words that are like literally like God sent and we're like, wow, that was for me. And then Monday morning we're like, you know, picking our nose and we're like, yep, nothing's changed. And so, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I knew, knew I'd got caught picking my nose. All right. <laughs> But I, I honestly believe that today that I want all of us to take a step forward. And we're all going to take a step forward and for different reasons, but I believe that we all need to take a step forward in a different way. And so I really want you guys to press in and lean in and get ready to take that next step, whatever that looks like for you. And we're going to kind of go on about that. But the reason why we have these incredible messages and we're, 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 it's like on our heart and then nothing happens is because it's quite scary to take that first step. It's quite scary to take that first step. And I'm kind of going to expand on that, but it's really frightening to take that first step. I remember when I was a kid, I wasn't the brightest child, still not very bright, but um, I basically, when I started to learn to crawl, I couldn't actually crawl properly. Um, And so what I mean by I couldn't crawl properly and why I struggled is that I actually crawled backwards. Um, I'm not sure if anyone has, has anyone actually done that? Anyone, any kids, or is it just me? Um, yeah, see, strange, right? <laughs> but basically, I was a kid, and I started learning to crawl, and I couldn't crawl forward. I basically just pushed myself backwards, and I, I still don't know how I do, did it to this day. But I literally have never learned to crawl. Like, hopefully I can crawl now. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I literally never learned to crawl forwards. I actually started walking before I, I started crawling forward. Um, I know, yeah, give, give me an amen for that walking. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it was a huge victory in my life. Um, but yeah, the talented child I am, I couldn't crawl forwards for some reason. And I, no matter what, I'll just crawl backwards. And I, I mean, for a child, imagine how defeated you would feel 
if you're trying to get to something and it's just getting further and further away no matter how much you move. Like you've got your eyes on this prize, you've got those eyes on this cake and you're going for it, but you're just going further back. You're going further back like a rowing race or something. But I still managed to learn how to walk and walk in the right way. <laughs> and so hopefully eventually I got that cake. But I learned how to walk in the right direction. But what I find as adults is we struggle with the same concept. So if everyone could get down and just start crawling, um, no, no one even believed me. Um, but what I find is that we struggle with this as adults, and not with crawling, but we actually start taking a step, and then when we find out that we're kind of going backwards or we feel like we're being held back, we, we kind of drop the, drop the baton. We kind of stop because we're like, you know what? I'm not making any momentum. I'm seeing this prize and I, I'm get, I feel like I'm getting further away. I feel like I'm, I'm crawling backwards. And so what stops us getting past that first step so we can actually walk in it and we can outlive what God's called on our life is that number one, we know taking a step out surrenders our control. We know taking a step out surrenders our control. And what I mean by this is that when we step out and step out in faith and we step into this new place, we're in new territory. It's scary because we're in new territory because we're unfamiliar with this place. You know, God might have, has anyone had someone, God, like, say something on your life or someone's like, been praying over you and they've said a word of life and it's just like scared the living heck out of you and you're like, I don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know what to do because that's unknown territory for me. I'm in this place right now. I'm, I'm good. I'm good here. But God wants me to be here. But I don't, I don't know. When I take that first step, I'm in an unknown territory. I don't know what to do. And that fear grips us because we're like, if I take that step, the outcome could be bad for me because I can't control it anymore. This isn't my territory. It's kind of like a dog when they pee on stuff to mark the territory. You know, when they I don't know why I'm saying this. But yeah, when they pee on stuff to mark the territory and then they go somewhere else, they're like kind of a little bit more timid. Anyways, moving on. But anyone that used to play video games when they're younger? Anyone? Anyone got consoles still? Has anyone played with a younger sibling or anything? I was going to find out who we need to pray for. Um, basically, when I, when I used to play, uh, I have two younger brothers, um, and then obviously when they were young enough to believe it, uh, I'd be playing a game, and they're like, yo, like, can I play Zan? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, like pass them a controller that's unplugged. This is back in the not wireless controller. Like, we have wireless controllers, so it doesn't quite work that way now. But I passed them a controller, and it wasn't plugged in. And I was like, yo, you don't mean, bro. And, um, and they're like, yo, so thanks, Zan, for letting me play. And I'm like, yeah. Totally. Cool. Anyone do that? Anyone do that to young assemblies? Oh, okay. Hey! Ah, there's two, three people for my altar call. All right. But <laughs> what I love about it is that I, c I couldn't surrender my control. Um, and that's the same for us in our, in our walk is that when we're in that unknown territory, it's hard for us to surrender our control. And so... Number two, we know taking a step out surrenders our comfort. Who knows, it's easy to be comfortable. Even when life isn't even like overly good, you're just like, you know what, it'll do. <laughs> I, 
it, it would do for me. Like, it was definitely better than a cup of past stuff, so I'll just chill here for a bit. And, and we love to stay in that place. We love to stay in that place because we trust it, because we're in this place where we're like, you know what? This has been all good for me for the last year or so, so I'm just going to chill here because I trust that it will continue to be good. And so we, we struggle with surrendering our comfort. And so we know a place in our life is good, and we don't want to risk change. We don't want to risk change because that could, you know, obviously turn out bad. We could get into an uncomfortable place where we're like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I don't know where I am. I, I can't trust this. What if something bad happens? And so we kind of get anxious with those places. And then the third thing that we struggle to surrender and what holds us back from passing our first step and, and getting past that to walk in it is that we know that taking a step out, we need to surrender our plans. You know, Proverbs 16, 9, it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord, Lord determines our steps. Our, plan, our plans aren't always going to be God's plan. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> In fact, like most of the time, it won't be God, <laughs> God's plan. You know, we, we, we'll find this along our journey is that we'll be like, yo, I'm just doing God's work. Like, oh, I'm just doing so good in life right now. And then God's like, yo, go this way. <laughs> and you're like, oh, but I'm doing God's work. <laughs> and you're like, but I'm God and I'm telling you now, go that way. And that hurts us because we're like, oh, I was comfortable. I was in control. I was doing good. But God's saying, my plan's that way. Walk in it. Walk in it. And so that scares us. So we have these three things that scares us to move on and start walking in it. Is that we don't want to surrender control. We don't want to surrender our comfort. We don't want to surrender our plans. Because then we don't know what will happen. And... I love it. Pastor Ed actually preached on this story, and it's a classic story. You guys all know Peter walking on the water. But Pastor Ed at camp, he, he preached about it, and it was just incredible. And I knew it had to be preached again because it's just so profound on what we need to honestly say to ourselves on the daily. And so I'm just going to quickly skim through this. So if you want to skim through with me, it's Matthew 14, 22 to 33. It says... Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Anyone had those moments? 100%. Preaching to myself here. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. 
Then those who were the boat in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And so what I love about the story is that, you know, we're, we're, we're so easy to be like, you know, Peter failed here. Peter didn't quite cut it. He didn't quite make it because Jesus was like, you have little faith. But what I love is that Peter surrendered his control to Jesus. He was in the rage of a storm. The storm was going crazy. And he was like, you know what? I see Jesus there, and I'm going to walk to him. And he didn't care about the storm. He didn't care about what was going on. He just saw Jesus and went to him. Peter also surrendered his comfort. What he knew as a in the boat and how, how this boat would probably be the most safest place to be in the storm. He knew that, yet he still hopped out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. And then Peter also surrendered his plans as they were over to what Jesus was going to do in the situation. This was up to Jesus, what he was going to do in this situation. And so through the three things that we fear the most, that we fear to surrender, we fear to lose, of control, comfort, and our plans. Peter gave all those up and birthed a miracle out of this because he solely focused on Jesus. He solely fixed his eyes on Jesus. And like me as a bright kid crawling backwards, I still kept crawling and going for that cake or whatever it was. And I was focusing on that. But we're going to be like that. We're going to be like that, just solely focused on Jesus. And the only reason Peter slipped up was because he was like, oh, I'm actually aware of what's happening around me. I'm starting to become aware of it. And then he starts to sink because he's like, maybe Jesus isn't in control right now. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm actually uncomfortable now. Maybe I don't know what's happening. And so he started to sink. And so could I just invite the band up? I really felt like God really wanted to call people out today. I really thought that even just for me in the middle of that worship, I felt like I need to step out in faith. I really felt like all of us, somewhere in our life, that we need to take a step forward. That whether you're facing a storm or some insurmountable thing or a giant in your life, that you need to take a step forward. And surrender that control, surrender that, that comfort, surrender that plan, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Because, you know, we, we can say a lot of pretty things and a lot of inspirational quotes, but really it comes to Jesus. It comes to Jesus. Everything that's changed my life has always been because I had a moment where I fixed my eyes on Jesus and I went for it. I had a moment where I just took that step forward in faith knowing that I couldn't control the circumstances around me. I couldn't control what, would, what my plans would happen if, or what God's plans would do. I just had to take that step out in faith and fix my eyes on Jesus. And I also just want to say to someone today or maybe all of us is that you don't need to wait for a storm to start fixing your eyes on Jesus either. You don't need to wait for a storm to take that step out of the boat. You don't need to wait for that giant to overwhelm you to be like you know what Jesus save me I need you I want to encourage you that it's for me it's actually a daily step where I'm like you know what I'm going to step out of the boat today 
I'm going to step out of the boat towards Jesus today. I need to realign myself with Jesus. Because you know what? Some things have distracted me. Some things have thrown me off a bit. I've started to notice the storm a bit. I need to step out and step towards Jesus. And so I really feel like that that is some people here today. And I really, I've got a couple words for people as well. And I really want to pray that over you guys. But I really feel that people just need to take a step forward. And I really want you to think about this. Think about it in your, in your, in your mind, just to yourself. Man, what do I need to take a step forward today? Where in my, my faith do I need to take a step forward? You know, it could be something simple. I know one thing that was simple for me, I was like, early back in my journey, I was like, when we had Sunday nights, I was like, you know what, I'm going to come Sunday mornings. I know I love sleep, but I'm going to come Sunday mornings because I want more of God. I want to be around people who know Him. You know, maybe that step forward is, you know, coming up to the altar for the first time. Maybe that step forward is, you know, bringing your friend up with you. Maybe that step forward is actually praying over someone next to you. Maybe that step forward is, you know, that word that's been on your heart for so long and you've, you, you felt like you weren't the one to give it, but maybe that's your step today. Maybe your step today is literally just saying hi to someone. You know, you're like, oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of an introvert. Maybe go say hi to another introvert. Maybe that's your step today. No, because at camp, what I loved is that we didn't just have God moments in the services. We had God moments when we built friendships. Because you know God can work through all of us. And I want to encourage you that get around people. Get good people around your life. Because God can use them. God can work through them. God can work through you as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.